Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, here is Pastor Tyler Looney. Hear now the word of God. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. And I love Nathanael's response here. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, come and see, come and see. Verse 47, when Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? For you will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. And let us pray. We thank you again for this day. For it is the day you've made, Lord. We rejoice. We are glad in it. Father, I pray that you'd open up our hearts and our minds and our ears to receive your truth. Father, I pray that you'd anoint the words that come from my mouth. May I purely be a vessel for you. Lord, any feelings of inadequacy or insecurity that any of us might feel in this this place this morning, may we put it aside, Lord. May we throw it off, those things that hinder us, so that we might hear your word proclaimed, that we might be encouraged, Father, that we might reflect upon what it means to invite others to come and see. We love you and we give you praise. And it's you, Christ, we pray. Now, all of God's people said, Amen. So, what a great text to start with my first Sunday here in Sweetwater. Here we find just before this that Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. And it's always interesting to me to think about the fact that Jesus, for 30 years up until his ministry began, people knew Jesus as the son of Joseph, a carpenter not the Messiah, but suddenly Jesus is revealed as the Messiah. He's the long-awaited Messiah who the prophets and who the angels were anticipating and awaiting, and we can read about that in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. But he's this long-awaited Messiah. Imagine waiting thousands of years for Jesus to come. It's fun because we're on the other side of it, right? Thousands of years since he's been here. But imagine waiting thousands of years, and so here he is, finally, Jesus. And Philip gets it, because Philip has been called by Jesus, and Jesus says, follow me. And he says, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow you. And just like any good friend, he goes to his friend Nathaniel and says, Jesus is here, this Messiah, the one we've been waiting for. He's here. He's here. But what's the response that we get from Nathaniel? The response is, is there anything good that can come from Nazareth? 
Now, there's different interpretations of why Nathanael said this. One interpretation was is that Nazareth is not really mentioned in the Old Testament, and so it really didn't have a lot of uh, significance. Uh, the other interpretation is that Nazareth was kind of your podunkville, and there's not a whole lot there, right? Just a couple of donkeys and a, a small inn and local coffee shop and fill in the blank, right? The other interpretation and understanding of this is that that Nazareth was actually a place where the Roman garrison, that's where the Roman soldiers resided. It was a very important place. It was a place where if you were a carpenter, such as Jesus and his earthly father, they would have been doing carpentry work for the Roman soldiers. And if you had any interactions with the Romans who were oppressing the Jews, then certainly the response would be, I don't like anything that comes out of Nazareth. But the truth is, is we know, and you could actually look back earlier in John chapter 1 and see that Jesus, he didn't just come from Nazareth, but he came from where? From heaven. Thank you, Taylor. I do like responses, just so you know. He came from heaven. He came from heaven. But Nathaniel, again, his response is, there's, there's nothing good that can come from Nazareth. But what do we find is a good friend... Philip says to Nathaniel, I know you got all these pre preconceived notions of what's in Nazareth, but do me a favor, come and see. Come and see. Come and see for yourself who this Jesus is. And as he encounters Jesus, Jesus, Jesus reveals his divine authority, saying that I saw you under that fig tree. And then he talks about the fact that he is a true and honest Israelite, which is the opposite of who we hear him referring to, Jacob, who is a de deceitful person. Because Jesus goes on and he says to him, he says, you're excited and you think it's amazing that I could tell you I saw you, but even greater things are going to come. Just wait. Greater things are going to come. As it says here, it says, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. And this is, again, Jesus referring to Jacob and his dream in Genesis 28. And then specifically, he's referring to, again, Jacob, who was a deceitful person, versus Nathaniel, who is, as he's saying, not a deceitful person, a good Israelite. But Jesus specifically here is talking about the fact that there's going to be even something greater that comes for you. There's going to be a way. That I, Jesus, am going to be the way for you to be in a relationship with your Creator. That I will reconcile you. That I am, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. There's lots of depth in this scripture. And I think there's a lot that we can grasp from it. Again, Nathaniel's encounter with Jesus and seeing that there's so much more to receive from Christ, it started with Philip's calling him to what? Come and see. Come and see. Think about your own personal walk in your faith journey. And by the way, I know that we have time frame. I've been told that maybe I have to keep it to 15 minutes. I'll do my best, all right? Give me some grace today. Can you all do that? Okay, thank you. I'm just looking at your faces and I'm wondering how many times I'm going to see this happen with someone. And then, yeah, so don't do that. Don't fall asleep either, yeah. But think about your own walks and your own faith journeys. 
You know, just as when I was a child, I walked past this Jesus decor, this, this, this thing. I walked by it all the time as a kid. And I didn't recognize Jesus. Think about your own faith journeys and, and how you didn't recognize Jesus. And then all of a sudden, who Christ is clicked in your head. Do you remember when who Jesus is as your Savior finally clicked? When you're finally like, Jesus is my Savior. Do you recognize that Christ sought after you from the moment you were conceived? This thing that we recognize in the Methodist church as provenient grace. Provenient grace. God's grace that has gone before us that He's been calling us into a relationship with Him from the moment, again, we were conceived. And as you reflect upon your faith journey, were you maybe at one point like Nathaniel and you thought there's nothing good that can come from Christianity or from that Jesus? Or maybe you're even there now when you think about church. There's nothing really good that can come from church. I'm going to get real with you all, by the way, from time to time. So just get ready for it. Do you think there's people in our community that from time to time think there's nothing good that can come from Jesus? There's nothing good that can come from church because of the hurt that they've experienced? Think there's people like that? I guarantee you there are people like that in Sweetwater too. But maybe at one point, again, we were like Nathaniel. We didn't fully recognize Jesus. But someone came along and said, come and see. Come and see. And then maybe whenever you first became a Christian, maybe you were like Nathaniel and you thought, well, this is it. It's just about eternity. But then Jesus, as you lived in a relationship with him, you discovered that there's so much more to this walk, to this life. Maybe you're one of those people that you were at an altar call where it's like, you better turn or burn. And so you accepted Jesus as your Savior. You're like, I know Jesus. It's my ticket to heaven. And that was it. But then as you live in a relationship with Jesus, you discover, oh, there's so much more to being a Christian. There's so much more to being in a relationship with Jesus. You're going to hear me often preaching and praying and speaking of our identity in Christ. Just in the same way as when I married Didi, I became a husband. When you entered into a relationship with Christ, you became a bride of Christ. That identity, that relationship matters. Because it dictates, by the way, just as it does in my marriage, it dictates how you conduct yourself, does it not? When I got married, the way I spend my time, my money, the things I think about, it all changed. When you enter into a relationship with Christ, everything changes and so there's so much more. Just as Jesus pointed out to Nathaniel, there's so much more. But again, it all began with Philip saying, come and see. So can you remember the person in your life, maybe a family member, maybe someone in this sanctuary, can you remember the people in your life who said, come and see Jesus? I see some nodding. Some people are like, oh, I don't know. 
I bet you if you think hard about it this week, you'll remember. Yeah. Come and see. And this is my challenge for you, church. My challenge for you is to think about who have you invited lately to come and see? Who have you invited lately to come and see Jesus? I'm going to be adamant about you as a church family inviting people to come to church. Not because I believe being inside these walls saves you, but I believe that this is a place where people will encounter Christ for who he truly is. And so far, you've revealed nothing but that to me, so I know you got it right. But inviting people to come and see, to be a part of the ministries of this church. So think about it. For a few minutes, you're going to participate here for a second, all right? Grab you a scratch piece of paper, grab your, your phone, whatever you have to. And I want you to put down one name of a person you're going to invite to come and see. Some of you aren't moving. That's okay. You'll get used to me. You're like, this guy is so annoying. Maybe you'll write it down later on, but write down one person that you can invite to come and see. Y'all do realize, by the way, that we're, we're church family, okay? And so I treat this much like a family time. It's a family meeting that we're having right now. I'm encouraging you, I'm equipping you, and then I'm sending you out and saying, all right, come on, let's get to work. So write down that one person, and I want you to pray for an opportunity for an encounter to get to invite them to come and see. And let me just encourage you, if you're a person who you're like, oh, but I just, I'm not good with words, I'm not eloquent, don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit is. God's got you. He'll equip you. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the ability to say the right words, to listen when you need to listen, to invite that person to come and see. When we live into our insecurities and our inadequacies, it distracts us from God's capabilities, just so you know. But here's the truth, church. In order for my mammal, again, to point this out to me, what it says, Jesus, in order for her to point this out to me, she had to see it herself. She had to own it herself. And my mammal most certainly owned and knew the name of Jesus. And as she passed away this last year, I know where she's at because of the name of Jesus. In order for us to share Jesus, we too need to own our faith. We too need to know and fully understand who Christ is. And the thing is, is again, when you encounter a real relationship with Christ, when you truly see Him and you truly know Him, you can't help but want to share the Messiah is here. There's a way. There's good news for you and for me. And you may encounter some people who say, look, there's nothing good. There's nothing good that can come from that Christianity. There's nothing good that can come from that church. I've experienced hurt from the church. I bet if I were to, and I'm not going to ask this question because some of you maybe have been hurt by people in this church, but I bet if I were to ask you, have you ever been hurt by somebody in this church, you could raise your hand.
You may encounter some people when you invite them to come and see, you may encounter some people who proclaim there's nothing good that can come from there. I've been hurt by that place. If you encounter those people, I want you to, to, to be challenged. I want to take you to truly see Jesus. Come and see Jesus. Don't look at us people because we're imperfect. Come and see Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.